I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts and Catherine and Caroline for a back to school episode because I've been back to school for one full day. Actually, oh, one, one full class. One very little day because I one only had class. one class and the class also got out early because it was just a welcome, here's your class, bye. Oh, I, I don't really know learning. why they do that. Honestly, I'm like, it's a class session. Like, let's do something. Get started. I'm paying for this. Right. No, exactly. I was like, really? That's what I came for. But, you know, day one, that's how it goes. But, and Catherine and I are back in school, back in college for the first time in a while. Nine months. I did the math. Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like we talk about it kind of a lot, but also not kind of a lot. And you never know. If anyone's new here, hi, welcome. Um, And Catherine and I are twins. We hope you enjoy our podcast and you stick around. But we go to Northeastern in Boston. And so they have like an internship program where you pretty much take a full semester off at a time just to work. So we both did that last semester. Have not been in school and classes for like eight or nine months now because of last semester and because of the summer. And now we're back in school for the first time in a while. And so just like you guys, probably having some back-to-school scaries or excitement, (laughs) but any, like, I don't know, stress, questions, concerns, anxiety about anything. I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat, even if you think they're not. So that's what we want to talk about today, because we do have an episode from last year, like right when we started the podcast, because we're over the year mark now. I know, which is insane, because like mentally, obviously, it's always going to feel like it's day one. But also, we've been doing this every week, if not more than every week. For a year. For over a year, which is psycho, but like in a good way. In the best way. In the best way possible, but it's psycho. our third episode ever was something like 10, 10 steps to like living your best life at school or something. But it's been a whole year and we haven't been in school for a while either. I know that's an episode that people do come back to because people still tag us in that and send that to us as like one of their favorite episodes or one that they're listening to so we thought it was time for a refresh episode of some school tips especially since you know every year we change and evolve you guys change and evolve we're in a different place you're in a different place so our advice might be the same our advice might be a little bit different so excited to just like talk about that answer your questions and kind of talk through where our heads are at going back to school as well double take episode it's kind of what it is. I asked, we haven't done I asked double take in a while, um, but double take is our like Q&A section at the end of episodes. Yeah, I think that's how we're taking the style of this because I know our last school episode, the one that I was talking about, if you do want to go listen to that, it's our third episode ever. But that was more like we're laying out 10 tips. Here's our things. But for this episode, we really asked you guys like what are you guys most nervous about, worried about, excited about going back to school? What are your questions? How can we help? So... That's what today's about. And, Catherine, do you have a high of the week? Oh, my gosh. 
Um, I've been running a lot and it feels good. I've been on a new, like, made a little new workout split with a new schedule, so I've been up super early and have done some runs and spins that, I don't know, I'm liking it so far. What is that routine? You want me to, like, go through my workout split right now? Kind of. I'm curious. All right. Monday. Glutes and lower body. So, like, lower body glute focus you always hi- like it's that's just what it is when it's lower body it's glute highlighted no matter what well as someone who's quad dominant like genetically my quads are like out and about you know what i mean so like i have to mentally put focus on glutes or mm-hmm. or it's just gonna be lopsided um <laughs> okay so that's so monday. that's monday tuesday long run actually hold up let me get Catherine's like i built this new routine that i'm really excited about does not know the routine it's written <laughs> down like i just have to go into every single day my little notion. Monday. Have you been using notion? Oh, Jesus. Like for everything? Like is that how you're like doing your life right now? I have been doing that. It's not like I feel like some people go so hard with their notions. Mine is literally like a daily checkbox of like Yeah. Work. If anyone's like a Google Calendar kind of person like likes to plan okay. your life and tasks more online, Notion I is use, a good website for it. Well, I use both. Because I used to be a hardcore like my Google Calendar there was no white space, like it mm-hmm. was just colored. Um but then I would always be like, oh, I want to do this now and that later. And, like, things that aren't scheduled with a time that's dependent on other people. Like, you can do whatever you want whenever you want if it doesn't have a set time yeah. with it, right? So, but I was setting times and then I was ending up, like, doing something different or, like, doing my day in a different order than I had planned mm-hmm. it on my calendar. So then I like this. So obviously I use my calendar for, like, when I have classes or meetings or things with times that depend on other people or, like... I'll put the timing of my gym sessions in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the notion is more like a, just like a to-do list, but also you can manage like, like long-term tasks and projects and ideas. Like if you're like, oh, yeah. uh, this is my like overall thing, then you can go in and make like checklists for specific projects. Right. And again, and it's not in depth. Like I just have one checklist for every day. Notion is like my life section. Gotcha. Okay. And then calendar is like my schedule section. And gotcha. then I get maybe like whatever. But, like, platform. Whatever platform the school posts the homework on, like, that'll be Canvas. Yeah, that one. I haven't been in school in a while. Wednesday. We're rocking with a long spin and some core. I spawn on the jankiest bike. So, like, the school gym, it's it's big. It's nice. I'm not complaining. Obviously, like, school has a, a good facility going on there. I pay so much money. I should, ha- like, they should have a nice bike. And a spin bike. No, this one's janky. It feels like you're riding on a toothpick. Like, my butt is so bruised. Anyway, that's Wednesday. Thursday, which is today, we're working with an interval run and then a full body lift. It's like a quick interval run, a full body lift. I wasn't feeling that today. today. No, I just did an outside run today because it was kind of nice out and I just wanted wanted to do that instead. And then Friday, rest day. Saturday, upper body. Sunday, rest day. I'm trying to figure out if I want... Thursday to be my rest day or Friday to be my rest day because I do two rest days. Sunday's always one, but okay. Because I normally do one rest day, and so I work in two because this is obviously like more demanding, um, cardio wise, like physically on my body than I've been used to because I'm that's more cardio planned in than and less like lifts than I'm used to. Yeah. Um. I also think with school with like so much else going on and like especially going out on the weekend and stuff like you almost just like have to have two rest days otherwise I feel like one like if Sunday's your only recovery I feel like you're also recovering from a long week from a weekend yeah. going out I feel like it's not enough yeah um so I built in two rest days built in and we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. that's good I'm trying to decide if mine is Thursday or Friday because usually I like a Thursday because I'm like okay Monday Tuesday Wednesday you work hard you get a nice midweek break except that Friday I have a really packed class schedule where I have classes literally from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. That was my thought process. And so I just don't know like after that I'm going to be absolutely exhausted so to go to the gym after that and then also expect to have like a Friday night out that's just a lot but to get up at like 5 a.m. on a Friday and then also stay out late on a Friday and also make it my busiest class day I'm starting to think that that might be too much and that maybe I'll take Friday off and Sunday off and then just get like make Saturday like a full body kind of in between day that's quite literally what I had um what I've got going on but I mentally and like emotionally that section of like working out the value of working out the benefit of working out would love to work out on a Friday physically though I don't think I'm gonna physically be able to do it and like still be in a good 
mm-hmm. good space to like continue to do literally anything yeah so that's why i put it on there and i don't know we'll see i may need to jumble it around i'm telling myself i'm gonna stick with this for a month and then it'll no a month is I'll a great book that's what i, I do with personal training clients month to month because it's like that you work towards it. that for a month and then you switch it. Yeah, except that today's Thursday and I'm taking a rest day today. So we'll see how this weekend Please, goes and if first, it's like first handleable. Week? We'll see. Well, because I really need it. I don't know. I'm really tired from the past few days. And so I felt like I needed a rest day today. So what was your high? Your high was this uh, starting a new workout team feeling good about running. Yeah. My high is that like I have been on a good early wake up routine and also I got this Google Nest Hub thing. Shut up. I love it. Okay. I love it. And I've only had it for a couple days now, but I just think it's like I'm so mm, shocked, but like the most positive shock of like how affordable it was and all the things that this thing can do. Like I don't have a speaker and I don't have an alarm clock. So I was looking for like each of those things and then I saw this Google Nest Hub, okay, and it's originally $99, but it was on Best Buy for $55 and like I'll probably throw the link in the show notes for you guys so that you can check it out too. And it's like a little tablet screen, has a speaker on it, you plug it into your wall and it's a Google and it is kind of like made for your bedroom so it has like a nighttime routine, a morning routine, so like at night it'll play nature noises for like an hour as you wind down and go to sleep and it'll like have you fall asleep. It has meditation things on there. In the morning, it has like a sunrise alarm where it gradually gets brighter until it wakes you up at the time you want to wake up. Then it also has sleep sensing because it has like motion sensing. So it'll tell you how you slept. So you get that too. Then just like any other tablet thing, it connects to Netflix. It connects to Spotify, all of those things. So can I'm you just like, like watching a movie on that thing? Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but you can literally connect Netflix to it and it's a speaker and a screen. So you can just like play Netflix if you want, like lying in bed. Or I've been saying music. I'm like, hey Google, play Taylor Swift while I get ready. You, and then it just you does. like what is with the Taylor Swift? I don't know. Well, because I what li- is with the because I've been Swift? listening to a lot of music recently. I'm listening to music while I work out. I'm listening to music like while I walk. I'm listening to music while I'm doing things. And so I just don't want to get too sick of my liked songs over and over again and, like, my gym playlist over and over again. I just feel like what... Like, so, like, when I get ready and stuff, I don't know. You're so obsessed with it. I'm not, but recently I've just been playing Taylor Swift just because I think I'm listening to an abundance of music in general. And so that helps me, like, not get sick of my other music if I just kind of throw, like, Taylor Swift in there as a buffer. Anyways, the Google Nest Hub is great. It's been waking me up and putting me to sleep for the past couple days, so... I just am excited about that purchase. And it also delivered in like one or two days from when I ordered it. So that was great too. Back to school, new season, new city, new phase of life. Same obsession with beam supplements. For me, it's a protein powder obsession. There's literally nothing that I crave more. It's kind of embarrassing than a refreshing protein smoothie or protein cereal. And I'm a stand for pre-workout drinks with like, you guys know I put lemons and like I always put in a cute glass. Like pre-workout is the obsession there. All of our supplements are from Beam, which stands for Be Amazing. It's a brand whose products and values we are always so proud to support. I use their vegan protein powder every single day, whether it's as a shake or in a recipe, and my favorite flavors right now are cinnamon cereal and peanut butter cookie. And we love their greens. Honestly, best greens I've tried. I try to take them daily, but I definitely take them on days where I maybe don't have as many vegetables. Um, They have a blend of all different fruits, veggies, superfoods, and micronutrients so it fills all the gaps that I could be missing tell me feel my best they also just launched new flavors of those super greens I think the chocolate ones are so fun and taste really great so listeners of the podcast can use code goals at checkout for 10% off any beam products at youcanbeam.com that's youcanbeam.com slash goals it's also linked in the show notes below if you want to click over what's your low my low is let me tell you so summer it's still summer, like, legally, but technically, mentally, it's fall because school started in, like, it's September, right? Which means, in Boston, getting a little less sun. My skin is pale-er, and my hair is darker, and I just looked in the mirror, and number my hair is, like, sweaty and gross, and, like, it's dirty right now, so it's darker, because your hair gets darker when it's dirty. It's like back bun, and it's just looking kind of dark because I feel like I haven't been in the sun a lot or excessively as I have been like over the summer and you know 
a nice tan glow blonde moment for me is like always a an energy boost a vibe boost and the opposite <laughs> is my low because I'm feeling a little pale and a little less glowy and a little duller starting to feel a little duller which honestly like in the dead of winter I'm kind of into it like it's a vibe when the environment matches it my low is that over the weekend I went out with a few friends and it was just I guess it was like the first weekend back so everyone just had the same idea to go out to the same place and we had to wait in line outside for literally an hour and a half to get into this place but then we had a good time when we got in but it was just like literally I was just standing there on my feet for 90 minutes at least standing just waiting and waiting standing on my feet people were cutting that line you already know all that athletes are just like rolling up and they're just walking right in like they're getting like their special VIP treatment whereas we're all just waiting in line it was just a little bit annoying and tiresome and I don't know that's all I'm really thinking of is like kind of a low because then I was like Ugh, is this like how it's gonna be because it was like my first night back at school going out with friends and I was like this isn't it but then we ended up having a really good time but I just hope that that doesn't happen again because that's just not a sustainable practice goal of the week is to just like finish out the week keeping up with my new workout routine and like getting everything done and dusted keep going yeah mine is also just to I mean next week will be like the first full week of school so I guess just to you know stick to my schedule and my routine and feel good about it and also like make any adjustments if I have to you know all right back to school all your questions all your comments and concerns let's talk about it Somebody says, I'm worried about being able to continue the lifestyle that I've built for myself at home in a new place. What if all my routines are different and I don't have or make time for it? The keyword is make time in that in that setting. Number one is going to change because when you're going into a different environment, different lifestyle, like we're talking about school from being at home, whether it's the summer, like wherever you were, you're obviously going to have more to do different things to do maybe you're gonna have I don't know some things you're gonna have to do more of some things you're gonna have to do less of and you're just gonna have to adjust to that schedule but it's knowing the foundations that you want to maintain in your life being aware and like confident in that enough to make the time and make the space for those things that you want to kind of maintain so that at least baseline you are keeping your foundations of how you want to live and like keeping the lifestyle you want going even as you're in this new environment and that's honestly going to help you make the most of the new environment and of those things that are different from Mm. your home environment or the environment lifestyle you just came from. I think that in general, like your lifestyle is a very personal thing. And so I think keeping it personal and keeping it like within yourself will help you to not be quite so affected when there's a lot of other external factors coming. And so what I mean by that is like understand what your values are that are leading you to live the lifestyle you've been living at home understand your kind of why behind everything and try to just feel like present and understanding with like what that lifestyle is and then you'll have a better hold on being able to control that even with external factors versus letting those things just kind of take over and you're not feeling as present with yourself so I really think that like being present with yourself is the key to being able to continue those things and also understanding that as different factors come in a lot like we've talked about in the past few episodes your balance can shift over time different priorities can come and go but I think the key is maintaining like the same values that you maintain and then what exactly that routine looks like can look a little bit different like if fitness is a big value of yours then It's not saying I have to stick to the exact same workout routine at the exact same times than I was at home. It's saying fitness is going to still remain a big part of my life and it fits into my schedule now like this, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that the question of if I don't have or make time for it, Mm -hmm. I think it it might just be a shifting of your time or a reprioritizing of your time. Somebody said, I'm excited for the new school year, but I'm stressed that I will get burnt out quickly. How do I deal with it? We were just previewing these questions with Anna, our roommate, and obviously, she said, I don't think there's ever been yeah. a semester that I haven't had burnout. Well, obviously, you can, like, there are ways to mitigate it and ways to kind of put off burnout, but, like, you're going to get burnt out in some areas, and part of how I would say you can mitigate burnout is, like, 
if you're sensing something like schoolwork needs more energy and effort than your other tasks like social life or fitness because those are like I don't know the easiest ones in my brain to think of but those are not the end-all be-all um when you're noticing that something is requiring more energy more effort put that energy into the thing that's requiring more energy and effort and like adjust the other things accordingly mm-hmm. so when something is more demanding don't create more energy in yourself because that doesn't exist like energy can't be created right take it from the other areas that you're putting in and just redirect it and that's going to help you get everything you need to done without over stretching yourself and kind of putting yourself into that burnout mode yeah burnout is hard because when it happens it happens and it's like such a sickening feeling and it's such like a heavy feeling kind of it's really hard to get out of once you're in it and so I like the question because you're saying you're already kind of aware that that's a possibility and you're wondering how do I prevent that and I think prevention of that sort of thing is a lot easier to do than to get yourself out of it when it happens and then I also think that once you get burnt out it's really easy to get in a pattern of burnout and then trying to pull yourself out of it but then because you were burnt out you got behind on things so then you you have to go and overload again and then you get burnt out again and then you kind of get in this cycle in this wave so I think that being able to prevent that is key over having burnout happen in the first place and you're gonna have days and times where you feel a little sense of burnout or you feel stressed like if you have a big exam and so you just have a a super busy couple days like trying to catch up on studying for that or if you have a project that is taking up so much more of your time and you're you're not sleeping as much blah 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 you're gonna have times like that but I think long-term burnout can be avoided and I think that the best way to do that is to not go into the school year and in into all of this new stuff like in overdrive because burnout happens when you take on too much and you do too much and you start in overdrive and it's not sustainable because of course you're going to the school year you might be so excited like I'm gonna study every single day and I'm gonna get straight A's in all these classes I'm gonna go to all the office hours I'm gonna take on every single project And that sounds super exciting and like you think you can do it and you probably could do it, but it's probably going to lead to burnout because even if you can maintain that for a week or two weeks or a month, at some point it's going to become unsustainable. So I think starting out at a level that is maintainable is key. Having time and space built into your life for yourself. Right. Because like in the first week of school or the first week before school, it's when you no longer have all the responsibilities you had in your last phase of life but you haven't quite gotten all the responsibilities you will have in this phase of life so it's kind of this weird not weird like it's great you kind of it's like it's just a less demanding time and then your energy is excited and you want to take on things your energy is back you're rejuvenated refreshed you're ready to go so i feel like most people's tendencies is just like go absolutely insane in the beginning and like do everything to the fullest extent and like go so hard and then you hit a wall where you can't keep that up and then it's just 100 to zero really fast. So to avoid burnout, I would listen to the last episode we did actually about protecting your peace because we talked about how you can give 100% to what you're doing when you're doing it, but you have to understand that you only have a certain amount of energy total. So it's really important to not overbook yourself or to not try to give 100% of your total energy to all the different aspects of your life because you just don't have that. That energy is going to replenish and, like, refresh as you give it out to things. Yeah. So, but if you have 100%, you can't give 110 and then expect to have 100 the next day. Right. Because if you give 110, well, then you've dug into the next area and you only have 90. But then you give 110 of that and then you only have 70 next time. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you hit zero. And then you're at zero. But then the... The responsibilities and the tasks and the things keep adding up, but then you're still at zero. Can't dig yourself out of the And hole. you can't dig yourself out of it. So it's a lot easier to start, be realistic with what you can do, maintain that, and feel good about it than to, to try to do too much and take on too much at once and then burn out and get stuck at zero. So protect your peace. What's your opinion on sororities? I don't necessarily have the strongest opinion on sororities, especially because I'm not in one. Right, I, I don't really know the inner I workings. don't care. 
Right. I don't care if you're in it and you're so into it, love that for you. If you're not in it and you're against it, love it for you. Yeah. I have no judgment I could take a stance, but I really don't care enough to take a stance. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly. And the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons, all the languages, forever. So I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin and let me tell you Rosetta Stone is incredible. The way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive. You learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this ambition card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the ambition card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The ambition card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. I think it's super like school by school as well, because obviously some schools it like is the entire culture and some it's not. And I think at our school, it's it's a little bit in between. But I think, I think our that the social, social circles, circles, like the social circles <laughs> that we are both in are more of the sorority kind. They are in sororities. Like, not a that, lot of our not friends that are sororities, sororities, but like most of my friends are in sororities. And I actually do not know many other people in my like direct immediate circles that aren't in sororities. I think the two of us but are that's kind just, of some of the that's ones. honestly because that's just how it evolved. Actually, you know, it I wasn't like on purpose. I feel like it but... may be like 50 50 if you really start thinking about it. But um, for our school, that's kind of more not 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 everyone's in a sorority it's not like a big culture but within my social scene it like kind of is even though I'm not in a sorority and like borderline very much not into it um for me yeah it did not seem especially because I have so many other things taking up my time and stuff like I see sorority as like it's kind of a hobby you know like it does seemingly take up a lot of your time and there's a lot of events you go to for it and there's a lot of things you do um, and a lot of responsibilities that you can have for it. And so for me, I just didn't even have the time to take on those responsibilities just with doing my own work and doing the podcast and stuff. I just didn't even have the space for it. At the same time, I was not attracted to the idea of like having to interview and people vote on like if they like me and if they want me right. to be part of their group and I then think... being accepted in the group. That would cause, honestly, I think just too much like social anxiety for me kind of and I just wouldn't ever want to feel like people aren't seeing me for me people aren't valuing me like I just don't I couldn't really get behind that idea and I don't think that it would be an enjoyable process for me I also think once you're in it it's a so obviously stories it's like a big group of people I think the smaller subgroups can be really valuable like your little small group thinking of Anna's in a sorority or roommate and it's been amazing to watch her be able to like make 
actual good friendships that carry outside of the sorority. And so her and the like little groups of people that have come from the bigger group of sorority, that's what I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Love to love it. But the sorority itself and like the idea of this giant group of people who I'm not in sorority. So like this is all false. And you could if you like have an experience with sorority, that's completely different. Like that's all you. Um, but I just feel like there's a baseline of it's just like ingenuine and not not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I love that it's an option for people who want to be part of the sorority. I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to what is serving you. So if you decide to do it and you have a great experience with it, then you have a great experience with it and that's what it is for you. And it doesn't have to be like all sororities are great, all sororities are bad. I th- no, or like no. the concept is good, the concept is bad. Like I really just think that if if you find a great group with it and you really enjoy it and it brings you value, then it's for you. At the same time, I don't think it's for me. So if it's not for you, that is also absolutely okay. And you can still like and Catherine and I are like be friends with people in sororities and be like I go kind to the rounds. Yeah, I just don't go to the, like yeah. chanting meetings or like the <laughs> the sister meeting. You know what I mean? Whatever. It I is. mean, I'm, we're not like actually embedded, but like it's like we hang out with people that are in sororities. So meeting new people is fun, but I can't help but wonder what they think of me. I thought this don't. was a good one to follow up with because that is kind of how I would number feel like one, in a sorority. Number as well. one, who gives a shit what other people think of you? That literally does not matter. It doesn't exist. Like, your close, immediate people, like, your best friends, your family, if you have a good relationship with your family, then it matters what they think of you. And ideally, likely, it's going to be good things. Like, they're proud of you. They're happy when you're happy, blah, 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 blah. They love to love you. The people that are, like, one or two sets removed from that, people that you are maybe, like, loosely friends with or like acquaintances or someone you just met like quite literally like if you're meeting them in a scenario you're like oh my god what do they think about me it doesn't matter it it doesn't matter because number one you just met this is not a negative way but they don't care enough to like actually care enough to have that opinion mean something yeah obviously people are gonna make snap judgments and like have form opinions on you no matter what but they don't hold any weight in that person's head and they shouldn't hold any weight in your head Number it's th- a lot easier said than done though to not let yeah like, absolutely other but once you start and then the it's fear of other people's opinions. yeah but once you like start then it gets super it gets easy down the line once that becomes a habit to just like mm. consciously value the people value the opinions from people that you value not from people that you don't value. And yeah. I feel like it's always flipped. Like, the people who matter most to you and who actually have the realist idea and opinion of you, you, like, just bypass that and go to people who actually have a foggy, broken opinion of you because they don't know you that well. I feel like we just value, value like, random people's opinions yeah. more than we should, which, I mean, we've talked about that forever. But the second part of my answer to that question is... Um, People that you just met or people that don't know you that well don't know you enough to form a valid, rational, overarching opinion of you. So don't worry about it. Again, though, like that stuff is so much easier said than done because it's so easy to say, like, I don't want to care about other people's opinions are of me until you think that somebody has a negative opinion of you. And then it's a lot harder not to care or not to be affected by that because I think I've noticed a lot recently that... It's not necessarily, like, I don't want everyone to like me, but it's if I think that somebody has an impression of me that's false. Or if I just don't know where somebody stands, or if I think somebody's acting, like, weird or shady to me. No, that's a completely different thing. And I don't know why. Yeah, then it totally messes with me. And I'll get so hung up on it. It makes me mad when I know someone has a false opinion. But, again, like, you can't can't really control that. The only thing you can do is Mm. show them. Yeah. And I also think I I have a bad habit of kind of assuming that people are going to have a negative opinion like when I'm meeting them. I don't know. Like it's it's an interesting concept because I'm a very self-confident person and like within myself when it's just me, I have so much confidence. But I do have something meeting new people where like it does make me nervous and I don't know if it's because of patterns in the past 
or if it's just because I am so secure independently that then it's just kind of like this imbalance where I meeting new people can be kind of like I don't know not nerve-wracking because I also think it's so situational like if somebody's brought in in and I'm like but if it's like if somebody if people are brought in like sometimes I'm just like immediately comfortable and totally fine but I think that there are certain like types of people or groups of people where I think probably just because of like past patterns I just automatically like get bad vibes or just assume that they don't like me or that we won't get along like without even really exploring that or even understanding that and so I think I mean you said I can't help but wonder what they think of me I definitely feel the same way a little bit with people and it's hard to avoid but I think it's especially when you're in college there are so many people so you don't have to like not even just not everyone has to like you but like you don't have to put an effort into being friends with everyone I was thinking about this yesterday where I was thinking about just like in general some people who I was like huh like I feel like they always act kind of strange to me and stuff but I'm like okay, like, I don't need to even want to be friends with them or put effort into friends with them because there are so many people out there. You really only have to accept the friendships that just feel comfortable and click and not even, like, you don't even have to care or try with the people that don't because you just don't have to. The number of people that if you, like, go out, you meet, like, 10 new people every time. I'm not going to remember their names. I'm not going to remember their faces because it's just so overly abundant of, like, the people. I'm not going to remember my impression of you mm. because there's just too many impressions. So if you're going into school or going into college and you're hyper aware of people's impressions of you, the ones that matter are the ones you're not going to have to worry about. And the ones that you are maybe worrying about or overthinking or not quite sure where you stand likely don't matter at all. True. How to balance going out slash the college experience with a healthy lifestyle? Healthy lifestyle, which means do what you want to do. Don't make rules. If you want to go out, go out. If you want to eat a vegetable, eat a vegetable because you want to feel good and you know the benefits of it. Like, it's really not as complicated as everyone makes it out to be. If you know what you want to do and know what you want out of a life in that moment, then just do that. Yeah. I feel like I have a couple conceptual things to say and then a couple of actual tips. First is that a healthy lifestyle, it's your lifestyle. You're not doing all of these things to then not live. You're not working out. You're not eating well to then say no to other things that you want to do and limit yourself from other experiences in your life. You're building a healthy life and a healthy body so that you literally have the health and life and energy and confidence to then go live the rest of your life with confidence and with health and have fun with it. So it's not supposed to be limiting you from other parts of your life. It's supposed to be empowering you and pushing you and helping you and supporting you in other parts of life so that's one thing another is that health is not just one thing because health is not just what you eat health is not just your workouts health is also your mental health and your social life and all of these things that going out honestly i think is very healthy like i think that going out and in your own way And we'll talk about kind of like what that your own way can look like. I literally think that that is healthy. Like I will go like can go out and be with people and be like dancing and stuff. And I'm like, this is making me happy. Like this feels so healthy. It does. And so then what could that actually look like balancing that? I personally, and again, everyone can have different experiences and different things that they like to do. I don't like to like get super drunk consistently and that's just for me and that's something that helps me because if I was getting drunk like multiple nights of the weekend every night consistently I just know that like that would absolutely like that would like sit with me like heavily like it would drag me down it would like ruin my sleep it would make me kind of anxious and things like that and it would really throw me off of my routine that's not healthy yeah so that's just not what I do I kind of pick and choose my moments with that more like I will go out and I could be completely sober at some things and still have a great time like you can do that I think that's such a misconception like people don't people think that like if you're going out you have to be drunk and stuff and I've talked to friends who like I have a couple friends who who 
don't drink, but in, in a sense that they're, they're a bit of, afraid of it. They don't kind of do social things where other, other people are, are drinking. Like, it's a little bit of an unhealthy, like, Which thought if process you're, with yeah, that. If, you're, if you don't drink at all or are sober, that's absolutely so much power great. to you. That's amazing. But feel confident in that decision because I often go out and I'm completely sober and don't drink and if you have confidence in that like you're respected by people the right people and so I was explaining that to these friends where I was like it not drinking shouldn't like debilitate you it shouldn't stop you from still having fun and having a social life and doing things it's not supposed to be like that and so you can absolutely go out and not drink and still have a great time and feel confident you can go out and have a couple drinks and feel great and not get drunk you can also go out and get drunk like you can do all these things and I think that understanding that it it can be zero and it can be a hundred but it also doesn't have to be and it doesn't have to be the same thing every time that's what my balance of the college experience and going out looks like with a healthy lifestyle is that I can approach every situation intuitively with how I'm feeling in that moment. Like tonight, for example, it's a Thursday. Friends want to go out. I have 8 a.m. classes tomorrow. I want to go out and hang out with friends. I know that I'm not going to drink because I have a big Friday of classes tomorrow. But if then there's a day this weekend on a Saturday where that's what I'm feeling and I want to do that, then I would choose that as a moment and I would go out and I would drink and I would have a great time and that would be that. So it's kind of taking every situation as it is and what you want to do and just feeling confident with it in that moment. It's also literally protect your peace. Like, do what you want to do. Don't do what you don't want to do. And Mm -hmm. that's your lifestyle. Yeah. And also, if you think about it, like, I think often, like, if you're drinking and stuff, you're also moving a lot more, too. So I really don't think that that's something you have to be super worried about because, like, you're going out, you're dancing, you might be walking around outside and stuff. I think that the biggest thing is just how you would let that affect you afterwards. And so if you can just keep moving on and just build that like casually into your life, you're absolutely good. How do you overcome the midday slump? This is my, because I get a nice 4 p.m. Obviously, I wake up super early. I go to sleep super early. By like 4 p.m., I'm down for the count. I think it was 6 p.m. yesterday and I was, I could have gone to sleep and like slept great the whole night, but I didn't because... That would have screwed me up. Because I just go all day until I get tired. And that's the midday slump for me. But my typical is I will go for a walk, get some fresh air, movement, like take a break from whatever work or stuff I'm doing. And then greens. I was going to say life greens hack, too. I think it's a great midday for No, me straight up. up life hack for midday slump. You get a burst of nutrition, you're energized. You It's a nice refreshing good tasting drink like you're refreshed you're energized you're good to go it's just like a nice little pick-me-up which is why I I know some people like to drink them in the morning but I love a good afternoon 4 p.m greens yeah midday slump I think actually I'm like currently in the process of filming a midday and editing of a midday slump reel and it's literally just me walking like going for a walk and like drinking some greens because that's my midday slump. Yeah. I think it can be really helpful to build in some free time midday to like kind of have that intuitive period so that if you are slumping, like you can just chill for a minute. It doesn't have to be an hour. It can literally be, that could max take you like 10 minutes if you go for a 10 minute walk. But I'm saying like you can give yourself, like try to build in some free space in the afternoon. One, because if things don't totally go as you planned the rest of the day, you have a buffer time and so you don't get overwhelmed. But also because if that just becomes free time, it's like you're building in some free time to take a nap, to get fresh air, to just have a moment to yourself, to drink some greens and hydrate and get re-energized. So definitely if you have that availability in your schedule, try to block off 30 minutes or an hour that you know in your afternoon can either be that buffer time or just can be your reviving yourself midday. Letting yourself have even like a slump moment because sometimes you just need like a, a down moment. Or like a, you know, like a rest chill moment to then pick it back up for the rest of the day. Last question that I want to answer is how to get started in the school's gym. And also somebody asked how to not feel guilty if you don't get a workout in. So I have gone to the school's gym a few times now. And I just want you guys to know that like as somebody who is a personal trainer, as somebody who is established in the health and fitness space 
Who's online a as junior at the school has been going to the school gym for three school. years like i still get nervous walking in there and i still feel weird walking in there for the first time having not been there for the summer and having not been there for last semester for myself as well so it's absolutely normal in any new environment to feel a little bit out of place in the beginning to feel a little bit uncomfortable and i felt the exact same way and so what i did for the first few days especially because it's so crowded it's hard to like get in there and like not be overwhelmed by how many people there are in there and by how many different things. So I stuck for my first few workouts to mostly dumbbells and mostly machines. Like I I used a barbell once or twice like when there was space for it, but otherwise Wait, I that's didn't so really interesting try to I for the same reasons have only done barbell. You've gone into the weight room and taken a barbell? I've only yeah. I did that one day. I did that one day when a barbell was free, but for the most part, I was I've going during really busy times. I've been hip thrusting on the chest times. press. Yeah. I, I was going at really busy times for the first few days where the barbells in the weight room, like, there were lines for it. And I was like, you know what? That's just not how I want to manage these first few days right now. So I stuck to mostly machines. I stuck for mostly dumbbells. And just got used to that environment and that gym in general and still got great workouts in. But I would say, especially for that first week or first few days do what makes you feel comfortable try to go in with somewhat of a plan so you don't get there and you're like what in the hell do I do now like if you have a plan and you're confident in that then that's gonna take a whole level of like confusion and anxiety out of it and you just you just show up and you do it and I also think that if you're not overly watching or staring or noticing other people then you're gonna feel a lot better about other people not taking notice to right you, that's really. what i was gonna say number one like no one knows when you walked in there and when you're walking out and how long you've been there and like what exercises you've done and how hard you've gone right you don't know that about any you don't know that about other people so how could they possibly know that about you no one knows that you walked in 30 seconds ago and you don't know where you're going so just walk in and just walk around and as you're walking around other people are gonna be like oh they're just walking to their next exercise. But you are like, oh, I'm walking to get the lay of the land and, like, figure out my next move. You know what I mean? Do do what you want. Figure it out. No one's watching you. And if they are, that's weird. That's a them problem. And they're wa- probably watching you because they're in their head about themselves. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would say have a workout plan. Like, have your exercises planned and know, like, I'm going in there for cardio and a shoulders and triceps day and you know that so that you don't walk in and then you're overwhelmed by the space and by the people and then you still don't even know what you're doing so I think that will make you feel much more confident about it and then also just understand that like that's totally normal and it's going to take time and eventually you are going to feel comfortable and like it's your place because even I was a little weirded out for the first few days and still might be for a little while until I like really get my solid routine going there and then the follow-up question to that was how to not feel guilty if you don't get a workout in because that is inevitable it's going to happen sometimes that's just life and just don't feel guilty because if you're feeling guilty then you know if physically you couldn't make it to your workout because physically you needed a rest day or physically you literally had to be somewhere else then the only reason you should feel guilt you're feeling guilty is because mentally you feel guilty. Right. That's a mental thing and that has nothing to do with your physical being and your physical health. That's your mental health and like that's a completely different sector. So then why are you feeling guilty? Why is your mental health making you feel guilty about your physical health when those are two two different things? Obviously it's gonna suck if you missed a workout and you've been feeling really good about your routine or you really wanted to go. But if it's for legitimate reason, like you really couldn't get there because that happens, then drop any feeling of guilt because that's only you creating more resistance about it from yourself. Like you feeling guilty about it is not going to change the fact that you weren't able to go. It's just going to make you feel worse about it. So don't make yourself feel bad about it because that happened. Like just appreciate what else you were able to do with your time or that you were able to handle other things appreciate that maybe you are able to get some extra rest and then just know in your head what you're going to do next time you go to the gym or moving forward and it's absolutely fine another thing if you are exhausted or you have less time or something you can always change what you do a little bit if you don't 
want to totally miss a whole workout but what you had planned just seems like too much in that moment like you can always switch things up as well and you don't need to feel Mm -hmm. guilty about that either like you can always lessen the time lessen the load that kind of thing all right well I hope that you guys are feeling a lot better about where you're at getting back started in school whether that is with school and work or whether it's with friends and sororities or whether it's with balancing a healthy lifestyle in the gym I hope that some of our perspectives and advice were able to help you because we were really just getting right back in it with you as well. So this is kind of us talking through things for ourselves at the same time. And if you do have any other questions, some more specific things, feel free to DM us at Girls with Goals Pod on Instagram. Make sure you're following that Instagram because we post so much bonus content there. We run some giveaways every once in a while. And so just a good happy page to follow. You can follow each of us on Instagram and TikTok at caroline canine and and Catherine is at and Catherine canine so true you Took can the words right out of my follow mouth. the podcast wherever you listen on spotify and apple if you leave a rating and review that means so much to us and we really appreciate that and we'll see you guys next week bye Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.